my pepsi draft on hand to give me a little sugar boost pepsi draft what is that oh i'm sorry nitro you went stupid where'd you go to get a pepsi night did who poured it for you you went to a bar and got pepsi nitro what's going on (laughs) no so they uh, (laughs) okay so pepsi nitro um is just like uh like in a guinness like when they oh with like the little ball extra yeah yeah and so you just pour it hard as shit, and then it foams up a lot. And really, the effect is um, flat soda, which is delicious. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's, it sometimes is a treat. My mom and brother only drink flat soda. They hate oh. carbonation. So we'll open it, and I'll drink out of it first, and then it'll sit in the fridge like for a week, and then they'll drink it. Why don't they just shake it up? Doesn't that? <laughs> I think that creates more bubbles. <laughs> I don't know the effect. They're doing they're doing an aging process. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. They're refining yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. They love a good aged soda. I like my Coke with a little ferment. It's a kombucha <laughs> style. We ferment Pepsi. We <laughs> we ferment the soda in oak barrels first. And then we transfer mm-hmm. it to stainless steel. And then we do a second <laughs> aging and fermentation in the bottle. And then after... Now I'm going to open up the lid. And you put your nose in there and you tell me what you smell. Mm. What does that feel like? To mm. We're down a tour. <laughs> <laughs> Let's open up our own um, sodery. Is that what we're going to call it? A sodery. Yeah. A sodery. <laughs> Let's do it. I love a sodery. <laughs> a sodery. <laughs> and not a parlor, not because it's it's more than it's more than it's that. more than a parlor. It's not quite a factory. Mm. It's a sodery. Mm. You get everything, the factory, the tasting, the on draft, you mm-hmm. get it all. The sodery. Well I mean if we We'll take this conversation off the <laughs> off the mic so people don't steal our idea. If we're gonna hear if I have to see a winery, a brewery, a creamery, mm-hmm. a beanery for coffee. Uh, speak. Like, why can't we have a sodery? Speak. Speak. Speak your truth. Trademarked <laughs> by Blake and Tyaris, and no one can have that. <laughs> but. Yeah, that's our truth. It's our shared truth. No one else's. You can come and spend your money when we fund our truth. Exactly. If you want and to. And give back to the community. Oh my God, give back to the community with our sodery. Yes. If you mm-hmm. want to invest, we're open. <laughs> anyway. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> we're entrepreneurs. I don't know what to tell you. Correct. Um, hello. I file my taxes differently from everyone else. I believe in myself. She's a mother. She's a daughter. She's a sister. She's an entrepreneur. <laughs> She's a, she is the friend. I never had. She is the mother we could all want. I don't know a better better tax-paying American. (laughs) 
Uh, who pays taxes in this economy? Okay. <laughs> Are we ready? <laughs> I think so. I think so. We've been like talking for like, yeah, we've just been shooting this shit. Good. Always. Always. That's not what this podcast is, but we did it anyway. And I'm proud of us for that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for those. Oh, you still have your nail painted. Yeah, my one nail. The other one fell off, but the she's holding strong. She's holding nice. strong. Um, I am right-handed, so I'm surprised the left one fell off. But, you know, <laughs> she's still feeling prideful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to let you introduce. Oh, it's okay. We can do more of this in just a second. Once people who are listening, if you've never joined us, hello. <laughs> or join me in hello. And welcome to Haunted Hometowns. It's a weekly true crime paranormal podcast. My name is Blake Lambert Hack. And this season, I am very excited to bring you cases from The Stunning. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Mm. The Stunning. Oh, shit. Venice, Uh-oh. Italy. Ooh! We're going okay. overseas. We're going Mediterranean. We're on the gondola ride. Hell yeah. We're, we're going down the river. I wish I could do like an accordion type violin <laughs> lute type of imitation. Maybe I'll add it post. Post. Uh, in Ooh. Post. <laughs> in post. Chauncey, did you get that note? It's a production note. <laughs> Hope you're paying attention. Um, I'm all. I, yeah, I'm everything. So I'm Chauncey. So I'll write it down for myself. And. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you've been listening to him for the last, I don't know, 30 minutes, but also past episodes. <laughs> it's the immensely talented Tyre. Welcome. Yeah, That's me. Ciao, bello. Ciao, bello. I wish I knew, uh, ciao, cantante. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's like, hello, singers, right? Yeah, sure. That's all I got. That's okay. Okay, anyway. You know, I'm going to be speaking... <laughs> you know what? Let's just do this entire episode in Italian. How about that? Um, I... Mine... I see, I ordered my Italian accent, but it got lost mm, in the mail. Mm. The thing is, we don't support the USPS, and that's what I'm here to talk mm, about today. Yes. So... Uh, no, go ahead. No, give me their truth. <laughs> give me the USPS um, truth. Um, we need to support um, government workers. Have you ever seen a person that is more dedicated to their job than the the person who's doing like the secretary walk up to your step with like too much mail in their hand? Yeah. For those who live in cities, we get walk up mail. We mm-hmm. don't get the little mail trucks. So... So, for this reason, um, you know what? I'm standing with them. <laughs> and uh, I won't be doing this episode in Italian accent. I will try my best to do uh, an Australian accent. Oh, wow. She's getting. I don't know if it's going to hold. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to hold. It, but we're going to try our best. She's not reliable, but it might come in and out, and it's okay. Um, mm-hmm. yep. No, I can never do this all in Italian. I will be trying my best in speaking italian when the time arises but don't come for me if i pronounce things wrong yes i've taken italian diction doesn't mean i've retained a lot of it so 
And you know what? That was a few years ago, and we're going to let it slide. <laughs> Thank you. That's our right as Americans to be a little bit ignorant. Yes, we're talking about Venice, Italy, all season long. It's an old-ass city. <laughs> we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> Ciao, ciao, ciao. I don't, I literally, I'm trying to think of any Italian. Any Italian. <laughs> Ciao's the, ciao. Ciao's the most important. It's hello. It's also goodbye. You're covered. Mm. So. Well, ciao and ciao, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I do work in an Italian restaurant currently, and uh, it's a lot of ciao's. Every time somebody walks in, it's like, ciao. Or, you know. <laughs> It's just a lot of Italian being thrown around. Uh, I don't know what else to say. I can't understand half of it, so. Italian being thrown around. That sounds like a Thursday night. I'd love to throw an Italian around. Um, oh, honey, we know. <laughs> to get in a little about you, uh, you believe in ghosts. Yeah. Or spirits or however. This is wanna. true. You don't love a true crime documentary necessarily. No, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, I think that people should only watch things that make them feel good. And when people feel good seeing dun dun, like all of the murder mystery shit, I'm like, what's wrong with you? And that's why I'm here today to check in on you. This is an intervention, actually. <laughs> what's wrong We're with turning me? this back around on you? <laughs> Do I find joy in watching Hoarders and catfish and true crime docs to make me feel better yeah. that none of it's happening yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah, tell the truth. Um, no, I do believe in ghosts. I do um, not necessarily love the like, I get scared by the sensation of it, you know, like the sensationalization yeah. of it. Is that a word? Where like people build it up and like the drama of it, it makes me so nervous. Yeah. And I just get like, I'm like just spooked out, but I do believe in ghosts. I do think they're real. And I think when people put that extra drama on it, it just takes it to another level that I'm like, <laughs> it's the extra. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, we can't just simply live with the idea that ghosts exist. We have to amplify it. Yeah. But I mean, and that's also very fun. So let's do, let's, <laughs> so I'm going to amplify it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know you love French fries, but we're not in France. We're moving to <gasps> Italy. We're in Italy. We're in Northern Italy, specifically Venice or <laughs> Venezia. Absolutely. Um, mm. It's a city built on 118 islands, which I did not realize it was oh, that shit. many islands. Isn't that insane? Um, I mean, I guess that makes sense. If it's, if it's a city connected by... Canals. Right. That makes sense, right? Yeah. 118, okay. though. Work. Uh, it's in the Adriatic Sea, which is part of the Mediterranean, so don't get it twisted. Uh, there are over 400 bridges that connect the historic island of Venice, which is also <laughs> insane to think about. I don't even like bridges, so I won't. <laughs> you it's you okay. hate bridges. I mean... I do. These are small... I mean, it's a little, tiny little takes you a minute to walk over this bridge you know then why isn't it a why isn't it a side <laughs> you're you're crossing the street essentially well why is the street water i don't like fill it in <laughs> fill it in no, they might need to soon uh which is unfortunate <laughs> but if for 
those who don't know, they're like the historic island is what we've seen pictures of. It's the most pop, you know popular part of Venice. It's what tourists go to visit. There is like a mainland part of Venice, mm-hmm. a mainland Italy, and then you can take a longer bridge to the historic part of Venice. But the historic part has the four hundred bridges over all the canals. Oh, okay. Out of a population of... I'm, I'm looking at a map. It makes sense. I'm yeah, sorry. no, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, if you are geologically... Geologically? That's not a word. Geologically? Ge- geographically challenged. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go look up at a map. Uh, or go to Venice. That's great, too. Walk the 400 bridges <laughs> yourself. Or... If you can't, if you can't make your trip right down to Venice, store bought or Google is fine. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you buy organic. <laughs> Out of the population of two hundred and fifty-eight thousand people who live in Venice, fifty-five thousand of them live on the historic island of Venice. Mm. And the name of the city derives from the people who settled there in the tenth century BC, which is between one thousand BC and nine hundred and one BC. Around 3,000 years ago. Which is when you were born. That's hot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 3,000 years old. And you still look good. (laughs) It's the HAs. It's the higher hyaluronic acid. It's the perky tits. That's what (laughs) It's what fools them into thinking I'm young. Yeah, you'd fit right in back. Okay, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh you and i have not visited venice unfortunately not yet i did have to give a presentation in college in in my italian class about florence mm-hmm. italy and i have mm-hmm. and i had to give it in italian uh i do not remember anything about florence <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a famous bridge that has shops on it, and I believe some sort of art gallery in the second floor of the bridge or something like that, but Period. that's... As just m- describing cities. Yeah. You're just describing a city. Yeah, I'm just like, describing <laughs> a city in Italy. <laughs> Not the one we're talking about, but just a city in Italy. So yeah, that's uh, my extent of Italy, Italian, Italian yeah. food I've eaten. It's good. Who doesn't love a pizza? Okay. Who doesn't love a pizza? Who doesn't love a drop of olive oil? Period. Uh, (laughs) But if there's anything I know about you, Blake Lambert. Oh, do you do you say your whole name? Yeah. On the back. Okay. I was like, no, no, you are. Um, (laughs) They know my (laughs) like in. Go ahead. Your IP address is up. (laughs) Um, If there's anything I know about you, is that if you don't know something about a thing, is that you will find all the things out about the thing and that's where this podcast drops us <laughs> it is true um i do love to google i do <laughs> love to know the truth so with that being said tire say pronto yes. are you ready pronto are you ready Oh, yeah, soy pronto. <laughs> I <laughs> say pronto. Si pronto? Uh, I don't know. Wow, yeah, Italians don't know. are really going to... I mean, anyway. <laughs> we are going to be talking about the Casino of Spirits. 
I'm sorry. I just realized that, that you said and I thought you said just say that word. Oh. Just say it back to you. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Say that again. I literally wasn't listening. I'm a bad guest. No, I loved that moment for us. That Thank you. That's the okay. that's the language the grand barrier reveal. between us. <laughs> it's... Yeah, it's just that my Italian's so, you know, your Italian's so good. Mm. And I'm really trying to catch up. Mm, mm, mm. We'll get ready. Okay. Drum roll. We'll be drum roll. talking about the Casino of Spirits. Ooh. And the Italian for that. <laughs> Casino degli Spiriti. Spiriti. So, because... Oh. I at the end is plural. Spiriti. So yeah, Casino of Spirits. I love this. Okay, wait. So like an actual, like a gambling casino? No, I don't know why it's called casino, because it's absolutely not what we in America think of as a casino. Um, It's just a house. This is BC. (laughs) Right. Uh, Okay. But they call it a casino, I guess. There's a lot of words for house, I guess. I mean, I guess we have a lot of words for house, but... Mm-hmm. In a, in later episodes, uh, there's a house I'll be talking about, the Dario house, and it'll either be Palazzo Dario, which means palace, or mm-hmm. Ca Dario, and Ca, I guess, just means house. So there's just, who knows? Okay. Maybe casino is just part of that. But Hopefully we get to talk about the father, the son, and the house. <laughs> we will eventually not this episode yeah but we'll okay. get back to it well i'm sure we'll, get there. Go back. we'll get there <laughs> so it's may 8th 1947 on the northern side of the island of venice italy fisherman luigi robelli and his sons are out fishing off the coast when their trawl gets snagged, for those who don't go fishing, a trawl is that net that boats drag behind them to catch fish, you know? Oh my god, that's what almost got um, Luca exactly. <laughs> in the Disney film. A trawl, yes. Oh my god. Okay, that got caught. It's the one where Dory got caught with all those fish at the end of Finding Nemo. A trawl. Uh we hate to see we it. We hate to see fish. So, <laughs> the trawl that they were dragging behind the boat got caught. To free the trawl, one of Luigi's sons had to dive down and free it. As he was underwater, he spotted a trunk anchored by two boulders with ropes and chains in the seabed. I'm sure you can see where this is going. He yeah. frees the trawl but heads back down for the trunk after. The men drag the trunk ashore, but when they open it, they find... What do they find? Treasure? <laughs> I don't know if this is the treasure you want A to A dead find. body treasure? They found the body of a woman sawn to pieces. Oh! You wanted me to guess that? He said, not quite treasure. I'm like thinking of any Pirates of the Caribbean movie, like some long lost hutch that holds the secret to the black 
lagoon of the open yeah it's yeah true no. i guess we i could have taken that in like their curse now type but no <laughs> yeah. this is a full-on like a hacksaw person yeah <laughs> they found the missing woman linda civetta and we'll get back to her but that was 1947 Obviously, so much history took place in this house before 1947. Mm-hmm. Again, the city was founded in 10th century BC. So right. we're going to take it a little back. And to start, I was a little confused while researching this place because currently it looks like it's owned by a religious group. Mm-hmm. But everything I kept reading said the original name of the building was Palazzo Canto. Palazzo Cantarini del Zaffo. Uh, okay. Cantarini is the last name of a family, and Zaffo is a place. But when you look up that building, it brings you to a house on the Grand Canal, so like the main canal of Venice, which is mm-hmm. nowhere near the Casino of Spirits, which is on the northern side of the island. So to help you understand what's going on, we're going to jump into some history. Okay. So the Palazzo Cantarini del Zafo, it's a huge house on the Grand Canal. Palazzo, again, means palace, so it's huge. Uh, it was built for the Cantarini del Zafo, which, is, uh, again, it's a family. between, And the house was built between 1562 and 1582. The family owned several famous houses in Venice, but this one was named after Giorgio Cantarini, and he was the Count of Jaffa, a city in Palestine. So that's where we get the name. Okay. I could get into the history of that building, the Palace on the Grand Canal, mm-hmm. and all the famous artists that house, like Igor Stravinsky, but we're not here to talk about that house. Even though, but you don't have the guts. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have the cojones. Not today. I mean, <laughs> Claude Monet has painted that palace more than once. Oh wow! Okay. Um, but we're going to be talking about the annex Gasparo Cantarini purchased on the north side of the island to house salons. So that's the place we're talking about. The annex that they purchased later. Okay. So it's still part- I love a good salon. We love a good salon. Absolutely. Who else is going to make us look beautiful? That's Or just like the concept, they mean like the like old-timey like this is where we go to drink and yes. like hang out and oh, yes. love that concept. At, where they just sit around drinking and listen to live music and talk about right. art. Yeah. High society. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Love that. So, yeah, this annex that this family brought definitely brought creatives from all over the world to this beautiful building and garden. Actually, I'm going to send you pictures. Now that Oh my god, this is so interactive. Now that we're speaking about it, this is the annex that they bought right on the lagoon. Um Oh wow. Oh, it's pretty. Isn't it pretty? Oh, but it does look a little spooktastic. 
I mean, it is gorgeous though, but it's very eerie. Yeah, when the weather's bad or like really late at night, I can see why it's a little creepy. Yeah, it's an audio medium, so like, it's it's like this gorgeous coastal property, but like the lines of buoys are a little bit spooky in the <laughs> fog. There's like some crashing waves. The brick is kind of you know like sea torn and battered. So yeah. Love that. It's cute. It's historical looking. She's old. I mean, 15, <laughs> 1580. That's a while back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's doing good. She's doing good for her for age. Her, yes, for her age, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Yeah, so the family brought it to bring artists from all over the world, creatives, to just meet up, do art. Mm-hmm. The house and garden was so beautiful. Not only did the family and other artists want to meet other artists, but the house and the gardens were so beautiful that artists wanted to just be there. Okay. Yeah. It's like in like LA or New York or even Chicago. It's when there's a beautiful rooftop or a beautiful house or this yeah, party. Yeah, people are just going to hang out. Exactly. Who doesn't want to be invited to those things? Exactly. It drew artists, musicians, dancers, even just wealthy people to visit. It also became the place to party, of course. And at the time, the annex didn't have a name, but with the amount of creatives attending the parties thrown, it quickly received the nickname the House of Spirits. At this time, the name had nothing to do with ghosts. It was just spirits, like lively spirits. Oh, like just people enjoying themselves. Exactly. Yes. Oh, that's sweet. Yes. Until the incident. <laughs> Until <laughs> demons can't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe it also had to do with alcohol, you know, like spirits. Yeah. But yeah, it had nothing to do with the paranormal at all. But obviously with time, the name grew to mean something different. As we will Mm -hmm. find out. As I mentioned, the annex housed many artists from Titian to Georgiana. Georgiana? No, that's... that's... I mean, is that just like a female Giorgio? No, it's a man. It was very American of me. Hold on. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Giorgione. That's his name. (laughs) Oh, work, bitch. Uh, I'm going to be talking about him a decent amount, so I need to say it correctly. (laughs) Giorgione (laughs) and Jacopo, which I really love that name, Jacopo. uh, Those three were very, they hung out in this place a lot. Mm -hmm. Titian's, and I believe that's how you pronounce it. uh, He was known for his 1518 Assumption of the Virgin, which is one of his greatest paintings. Uh, Giorgione is known for The Tempest and Castle Franco, Madonna, Jacopo. Oh, wow. I, like, know these. Yeah, these are really famous Renaissance paintings. They're, they kind of spurred a movement, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. Jacopo was a sculptor, and he was known for the allegory of redemption, which is actually a really cool piece that I'm really into, but... 
Not only were painters and sculptors frequenting the annex, but poets like Pietro Arantino would stop by, being friends with Titian and others. Uh, mm-hmm. Paolo Verno, Verno, uh, uh. Veronese, <laughs> Veronese, whatever, Paolo. <laughs> he visited okay. the casino, as did painter Luzzo. Now, we're going to be talking a lot about Luzzo. Because he's interesting because he went by many names. So historians believe Luzzo or Luzzo's real name was Pietro Luzzo. But he also went by Pietro Lucci. He went by Lorenzo Luzzo, Zorato, Zorotto, or most commonly Morto da Feltre. And Morto means dead or dead one, and Feltre is where he was born. So if you look him up online, his Wikipedia says Morto del Feltre, but no one really knows what, I guess, his real name is. He just went by that. He sounds so hot. He sounds like an Aquarius. (laughs) He sounds deep and, like, can't know him. Love it. Love his mystery. I mean, imagine if people walked around with names like Morto da Feltre. It, yeah. Dead one from Feltre. It's... Uh, I. What if I went around... Instead of Blake, it's dead one of Carol Stream. Like, it's just... <laughs> I mean, it's deep. It's very deep. <laughs> it's it's striking up a conversation when you, when you shake hands, for sure. You're right. It's a conversation starter. It's an icebreaker. Mm-hmm. I guess he was given the <laughs> name icebreaker. because he was very pale. And I mean, Aww. I mean, Italians do, you know, they're olive skin. It's so if he, okay. if he was a little paler, I get it. Uh, <laughs> it's a little more white. Maybe it's a, like an affectionate nickname. Um, you know? I don't think so. Because they also gave him that <laughs> name because he was apparently joyless. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> they were like, well, here comes fucking Eeyore. Exactly. <laughs> and I guess he loved exploring crypts and burial grounds, which I do have to say I agree with. They're fun. Yeah, exactly. Because you're all so sick. You're all so sick and weird. <laughs> twisted. I do love a burial ground. What can I say? I really. I mean, I'm sure all of your listeners. Uh, I mean, I'm pale. Mm. Oh my god, check out, I didn't... I'm pale. Check out I'm pale. <laughs> I'm joyless. <laughs> and I love a good burial ground. <laughs> Yesterday I did uh at work I had to train somebody. And after after she left, my manager, my GM came up to me and she's like, She loved trailing with you. She called you an inspiration. What the hell? You know what? I'm not taking that away from your character. I just think that is so... She might listen to this, so I won't say She absolutely will not listen to this. I I just want everyone to know that I am an inspiration to many. Period. Even if it's just showing you how to crumb a table. I'm an inspiration. How to crumb a table. (laughs) Come on, show me how to crumb a table and inspire me. I need to really get into the life. So as much as I, like, 
relate with Lutzo, you know, pale love burial grounds. I'm not going to say I'm joyless. I'm going to say I'm an inspiration. So there's that. Yeah. You've got the zest for life that he doesn't quite have. There you go. Take it. Mm-hmm. Take it all in, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he started his career in Venice because uh, Feltra's not very far. But he moved to Rome for a bit where he explored Crips and took massive inspiration from the art in Crips for his own artwork. When he returned to Northern Italy, he was praised for his works and was requested by Giorgione to help with a huge project on the facade of the Fandaco del Tedici on the Grand Canal. So it's just like another, I don't know if it's a house or like what it is, but it's just this building on the Grand Canal. They did like a huge art piece on the facade of it. Okay. After that, Luzzo traveled between Feltra and Venice and, of course, hung out with his friends at the Casino degli Spiriti. At one of his visits to the casino, he met a woman. Of course, as you do. Her name was (laughs) Cecilia, and she was gorgeous. Stunning. (laughs) And she she was gorgeous. (laughs) Some said she was stunning, Others said she was, she had a zest for life. She had a zest for life. Uh, Yeah, she had all the straight men falling for her, (laughs) calling her. Not you saying straight men. (laughs) Give us the qualifier. I mean, I guess I'm sure the gay boys were living for her too, because. It was Italy. It was, it's Italy. She's gorgeous. And she has a killer Mm -hmm. voice, apparently. She was a great singer. So everyone was eating her up. (laughs) <laughs> apparently they called her la bella cecilia the beautiful cecilia oh. so it only added to their love of her and luzzo fell hard but to no one's surprise she already had a lover you're oh. not gorgeous and talented and don't have a lover yeah you know i mean yeah <laughs> You know what I'm saying? saying? Are you following where I'm going? Are you listening to me? (laughs) Luzzo's friend, Giorgione, was Cecilia's lover. (laughs) No! No! The tea of it! He's crushing on his friend's girl. It's a no-no. Wow. It's the unwritten rule. You can't do that. Oh my god, this is a good... This is... I want to see the Netflix special of this. Okay. <laughs> you can't do that, especially if you're all hanging out in one house all the time and like drinking mm-hmm. and talking. I don't, it, you can't crush on your friends, girl. That's just this not is okay. a house of, yeah, this is a house of lively spirit. This is the, we're supposed to be having a good time. This is the sun. What is it? The, I'm not religious. What is what the father son house of Gucci is it time are we talking about the it? Father, the son, and the house, the house of Spirit and the Holy Spirit and the house of Spirit. Oh, and the house of Spiriti. <laughs> uh, but it's a classic artist and muse situation, right? All these artists paint women they adore in their paintings. Mm-hmm. It's what makes you know the Madonna and all these other things. It's people in their actual yeah. lives because again they can't paint off photos yet, so they're sitting for these photos so you 
all these artists had their own muses. Exactly. But yeah, it's the classic artist muse situation. So as much as Cecilia's beauty and singing stood out, she also had a bit of a temper and was prone to outbursts. So she was mm. described as equal parts angel and devil. Just like Stevie Nick. Exactly. <laughs> what she was yelling about is anyone's guess. I mean, not to stereotype, but she's Italian. <laughs> Let her have her passionate debates. Mm-hmm. However, she was also known for cheating on Giorgione, so... You know, interesting. Who knows? Maybe they had an understanding and communicated that. Yeah, they were. Yeah, maybe they were polyamorous. They had an open relationship and they had different discussions about it. We'll never know exactly. You know, communication is key. The town, you know, the town gossip goes around real quick in a small Venice city, but <laughs> maybe they had their own definition of relationship. But regardless of whatever, you know, men were throwing themselves at her. Luzzo had a mad crush on her. I I think it's fine to crush on a significant other as long as you don't take action like you said. Like, right. if it, it, crushes go away, it's fine. It's, it's harmless. It's fine. However, right. Luzzo did not just crush. He took it further than he should have. Right. So after weeks of spending time together in the Casino degli Spiriti, Luzzo propositioned Celia. We don't know if it was either to go on a date or to fuck or whatever he said to seduce her. <laughs> but she had... There was a propositioning. <laughs> there was a propositioning. And she had plenty <laughs> of practice of men trying to get at her. So she rejected mm. Luzzo. Even though he was rejected, he kept at it. Classic man behavior. And <laughs> couldn't take a hint and definitely can't accept a no. So he continually asked her out to dinner, concerts, plays, to bed, etc. Oh. And every time she turned him down, imagine how exhausting that must have been. Just be like, Lutzo, mm-hmm. I told you no. Fuck off. <laughs> no, no. No, 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 Jesse J style. No, 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 no. It's so messy. I mean, especially if I'm sure his friend, it's easier if I read it instead of thinking about his name. Yeah, I was going to say, you got to say it with the full intention. Giorgione. I'm sure he yeah. <laughs> was being told about this or at least witnessed it some way if it happened more than once. So if like, right. if my boyfriend's, if my boyfriend told a man no, and then that man kept at it, I would have something to say then, you know? It's getting, it's starting to get a little, I'm feeling a violent rage. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> But Luzzo kept at it, kept at it, until one night, Luzzo disappeared. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun! Dun! (laughs) We're going to take a quick break. (laughs) Okay. And we'll be right back. I want to know what's going on! Okay. We'll be right back with a conclusion of Luzzo (laughs) and Cecilia. Love it. 
for the conclusion <laughs> of Luzzo and the Casino of Spiriti. Okay, so once his friend realized Luzzo was missing, I guess his friends in general, he's been living with a bunch of people in this house, but Giorgione and everybody else, Teton, they searched the entire house. They searched in town. They searched his hometown, Feltra, but Luzzo was gone. No note. Car gone. <laughs> he could have died. <laughs> what is that from again? Harry Potter. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> it fits, though. <laughs> Car gone. Um... Yeah, he didn't leave anything behind. You know, no one knew where he was at all. Too bad they didn't have smartphones and GPS. True. Because then they could have just tracked him. They couldn't do a find my iPhone. No, exactly. It's so unfortunate. (laughs) After searching for a few days, a friend was walking in the garden and saw someone walking past the window of the room Lutzo was staying in. They quickly rushed into the room or into the house. And then when they opened the door to the room, no one was in the room. This happened several times within the first week of him missing. But every time the room was completely empty. Ooh. As time went on, it's getting very supernatural. (laughs) As time went on, sightings of Lutzo continued in other windows of the house. And they would see him walking through the hallways of the house as well. Years into Lutzo missing, he's still being seen around the house. Strange noises begin, though. And visitors would hear someone sobbing and yelling. And every time they went to investigate, they couldn't find where the noise was coming from. Some friends of Luzzo recognized his voice as the sound of the person, like, wailing. Oh my god. Okay. So at this point, if you're seeing someone in a window and you're like, I know that person. And it happens to be the person that's been missing for years. <laughs> it's right. like, what do you think? Hmm. Like, what, what's the logical explanation? Perhaps this person is dead under the floorboard waiting to be discovered. <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. Now, there are different couple thoughts about what happened to Luzzo. Some say he killed himself in the Casino degli Spiriti. And that is the most accepted answer to the hauntings in the annex. Mm-hmm. However, if he did die of suicide, who found the body? Right. He didn't hide right. himself. Yeah, you know I mean, so <laughs> he's not a sick cat. He's not hiding himself and dying alone. Exactly. He didn't bury himself under floorboards and then kill himself. You know, like right. There would be something. Mm-hmm. So whoever found him first must have hid the body, buried it, whatever they did with it, without telling anybody without anybody else in the house finding out like it's sus for sure (laughs) the other theory is that he didn't die in the casino 
and he entered the military and died in battle in 1519. Wouldn't they have a record? So, some question that because there are paintings that he's attributed to, those paintings are dated to 1522. So couldn't have died in 1519 in battle if he has paintings dated to 1522. If that's true, then we don't know how or when he died. Maybe, because there's this whole thing about him, like he gave up painting and entered the military and was this like this whole thing. And maybe he did give up painting and go to war and then came back and picked painting back up. And maybe he did go visit the casino again mm-hmm. and then died of suicide. You know what I mean? Like all these things could that happen. That sounds but... too far-fetched. <laughs> it's a I lot feel going like, on. Yeah, that's like, oh, whatever happened to... Grandpa, whatever happened to Luso? And then he's like, well, he joined the military! And he was <laughs> never coming back because he died there! But yeah. it's like, uh, that just sounds made up. Yeah, the timeline is very muddy. It's not clear, but the supposed ghost of Luzzo is said to walk the halls of the Casino degli Spiriti today. So right. you'll see if you visit. Again, a religious group owns it, so I will not be visiting anytime soon. But <laughs> if you visit, you'll see lights flickering on and off, moaning, and his apparition, apparition wandering the house. Uh, of course, Luzzo is not the only one haunting the casino. You know, it's a big house. It's been thousands of years. A lot of shit happens. <laughs> My butthole just clenched. <laughs> <laughs> Within the lagoon that the casino sits on, You know, I showed you pictures, and of course I'll post photos on social media for y'all to see, but it sits on the edge of a lagoon, and across, not very far across the lagoon, there's an island called San Michel, which in the 1800s was dedicated as Venice's cemetery. Oh? Yeah, how do you bury a bunch of... (laughs) a bunch of people who are dying in a city of islands? Exactly. And it's all like <laughs> buildings and sidewalks. Um, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, they moved, I guess, in the 1800s, they kind of dedicated this specific island in the lagoon as the cemetery. So to get there, obviously, you have to boat there. Oh, of course. An isolated <laughs> island? Of course. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the island sits very close to the casino because the casino is right next to where people dock their boats. So obviously to get to this island, you have to boat across the lagoon. And mm-hmm. to when you're, I don't know how Italians do it, but when there's a funeral procession or they're bringing a dead body to the island, they have to carry it to the docks, load it on a boat, boat it over. Right. And of course, they carry these dead bodies through the garden of the casino because it sits right next to the dock. So, oh my God. the casino, the grounds of this house 
are used to carry many corpses on their way to the cemetery. So it sees a lot of dead people. Jesus. This is, okay, and then this is like, <laughs> it, it'll be like the worst story of like nonstop death that one place could ever see. And then yes. this is the episode of the Ghost Hunters where they're like, are you there? And they're like antagonizing <laughs> the hell out of them. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> for sure. One person's out in the garden, like antagonizing them, and one's person in the house. And yeah. you hear a scream from inside the house, and the person in the garden's like, <laughs> uh, Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear you that? Okay? I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> the grounds of the palazzo has also been a place for necromancers to gather and perform rituals to uh. talk to the dead and conjure demons. This is also after the Contarini family sold the annex and it fell into a bit of disarray. So once the family sold it, nobody bought it or the people who bought it left for it to like rot, I guess. Mm -hmm. So people would, you know, sneak into the property where they're said to be ghosts and conjure up some spirits and demons because why not? And just make the place even more haunted. Exactly. (laughs) Like, we just bought a Ouija board. Let's pull this out and have some fun. But this is, you know... It's not the... (laughs) There's just so much has happened with this. that Those are just some of the horrible things. On top of that, we have to mention the many plagues that have swept through Venice. (laughs) Which forced officials to use the casino as a holding place for victims because they didn't have enough room in hospitals and you know so the bubonic plague of 1576 killed 50,000 people in Venice Hell no. which was it was a third of the population at the time and it came back in 1680 and in 17 months 80,000 people died in Venice so Venice is the hell mouth. <laughs> this is if you dig, if you just dig a little, you're going to see flames start shooting up from the ground. You have to. I, I don't see any other way around <laughs> it. You know, it's, that's why. <laughs> yeah, I, it's. That's a lot of people in such a small area. Like it's Venice is not huge by any means, you know. Right. 80,000. You're losing 80,000 people. From the bubonic plague, come now. That That's means... a Thanos snap. <laughs> a reset. That's a reset. <laughs> you want to talk a cultural reset? The bubonic plague. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. One of the Cantarini family members, Niccolo Cantarini, uh, he was the chief magistrate of the Republic of Venice. And during the outbreak, he made a vow to build a church dedicated to the Madonna of Good Health if the Virgin Mary would see, or if she would free Venice of the plague. Mm. Funny enough, Niccolo died from the plague. <laughs> <laughs> well. But. <laughs> But the city did keep his word, or their word, and they built the Santa Maria della Salute, which is this beautiful church in Venice. Mm-hmm. So even though Niccolo died, the city was like, 
the plague ended. We're still building this church. Yeah, let's <laughs> thank, keep going. Thank you, Virgin Mary. <laughs> More recently, in 1929, four bodies were located in the house during a renovation. A priest, two brothers, and a gondolier. I don't know how you pronounce their names, but a gondolier. Oh, who... like the people who do the gondola? Yeah. Ugh, I bet they are so... They're, they're cardio, so... No? Oh my god, their arms must be so fit. Yeah, love that. But yeah, so they found a dead body of a priest, two brothers, and a gondolier driver (laughs) all four bodies were missing their right hand as well as their heads what okay now yeah and the body parts were never found and the police never found who mutilated the men what so that's intense though okay and then oh uh, oh (laughs) Do they have, like, even a name for the, like, the serial killer who they would assume it it would be? (laughs) No, but we should come up with a name. The right hand on your head, that's very specific. Right, that's, um, let's see. Well, then you're left-handed, so, um, I feel like, I (laughs) feel like I'm, uh, the wet bandits in Home Alone. (laughs) <laughs> Just trying to come up with something clever and nothing's going to come good. No, left that's why... Hand, the left-handed... The... <laughs> the left-handed sympathizer. <laughs> the left-handed sympathizer. Yeah, they were sick of having to deal with... Um, there were no left-handed guitars back in the day. And that mm. was the, the social justice issue that no one mm. You're... Absolutely correct. Crack the code. <laughs> no law school necessary. Thank you. <laughs> Honorary law degree. <laughs> I do. I mean, part of me feels like if it's their right hand. <sighs> do you think they stole from some kind of like mafia type deal? Yeah. I mean, that isn't that that concept is like pretty old though right? it's definitely uh Pomer- wait wait Hammurabi's code mm, that's a thing and i think that's what it's from it's biblical i don't know what for time sure. that is. yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. we're like eye for an eye type thing like you right. stole from me so i'm cutting your hand off type deal it's not necessarily an eye i mean i don't see that's they don't the two things don't equate but that's how they handled things back then so i feel right. like it is that the cutting the head off though i mean that's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, I guess you don't die from getting your hand cut off unless it's not car- uh, uh, taken care of, but cauterized, is that it? I, cauterized, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I the, the people back in the day, they were so intense. They really were. We, we just, we always talk about, we're like, oh, if, uh, you know, if a Victorian child drank a Sprite... <laughs> They would spontaneously combust. These people are a million times tougher than we literally ever could imagine. Absolutely. Like, not saying that, like, you know, getting your hand and head cut off. My hand! My hand! (laughs) (laughs) Cut off of me! 
I'm not saying that that's like a measure of like being tough, but that's some intent. Abs- yeah, for sure. I, 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 it would be fascinating if you could cauterize your head. You could get your head cut off. <laughs> that was 1929. And after that, that brings us to our 1947 woman in the trunk, Linda Civetta. I know. So much has happened since. (laughs) Linda worked at her family's bar, but to make extra money, she would smuggle American cigarettes into Italy and resell them at a higher price, of course, on the black market. While she was at the docks picking up the cigarettes, a gambler, Bartolomeo Poma, was his name uh he attacked linda because she was carrying a large sum of money on her because of the sale she was about to do at the docks and Mm. bartolomeo and his accomplice luigi sardi killed linda dismembered her body and stuffed her in the trunk that the fishermen found weeks later that's insane and you, the way that you like say it to me, you're like, That's <laughs> can't do anything about you know, it now. Like those are just the facts. Those are just the facts. <laughs> I mean, the good thing about this one is that oh they like God. caught her killer, you know? Right. Yeah. The priest brothers in Gondolier never got the same justice, but Linda, you know. Yeah. And... I don't know. That's insane, though. Fair. Yeah, I also don't know how long the four men's bodies were in the house before they were found. Oh. You know, Linda's was found, like, a week later, so okay. it was still kind of... A fresh I feel like her. the police... Right. Could still figure some stuff out, but the four men could have been in there for months. Yeah. Smelly. <laughs> Smelly. Ew, it stinks in here. <laughs> Ew, when did you fart? Yeah, I didn't fart. Today, the building is owned by a religious group, like I was saying, and many of the people who live and work at the current campus, I guess, refuse to step into the casino itself. So they own a lot of the buildings around it, and they work and live in all those buildings, but they refuse to walk into the annex. Yeah. I, I, and you know what? I stand with them. (laughs) (laughs) I stand with them right outside, but not entering because that is fair. I'm not, I don't need to see any, any apparitions. They all sound like violent death. (laughs) That's I'm okay. Anyway, fishermen even refuse to drop their lines in the lagoon outside the house because that's where Linda's trunk was found. Also, it's between the cemetery and the casino, so it's also spooky in that sense already. Right. The house itself is haunted, of course, but so are the grounds, the garden, the lagoon, and so on. (laughs) The city, the whole city. The entire, I mean, yes, exactly. The entire city's haunted, just like Savannah, Georgia, and New Orleans. Like, it's the entire city. And that's what this podcast is about. (laughs) And that is when the (laughs) lights went out in Venice. (laughs) In Venice. 
Um, it doesn't help that like when the weather's bad there, it gets super eerie. Like in that picture I sent you, right? The wind is howling. The waves are large. I'm sure during a storm, it's super spooky. Because, again, you don't have sidewalks or streets. You have canals. So you're standing outside your house, and you're just looking into the depth of the water. Yeah. you go. You know I mean? It's a little spooky. Very, it's a very murdery opportunity. Heavy. Yes. <laughs> so when are we going to visit? <laughs> um, you know, the photos look lovely. And I road will trip. take a postcard. <laughs> road trip. <laughs> Submarine trip. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, girl. Let's pull up our car. Let's drive. You meet me in New York, and then we'll drive to the coast, and then we'll drive mm-hmm. onto a ferry, and okay. then we'll ferry across the Atlantic Ocean through the Strait of Gibraltar into the Mediterranean Sea, up to the Adriatic Sea, into Venice. What did you call me? Good, I'm glad you're in. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but, like, what do you think about the casino? Do you think it's... I mean, I'm sure it's haunted, but... I think it's cursed. I think it's... And you, I say that about a lot of things. I say a lot of things are cursed, haunted, and and full of shenanigans. But that is, without a doubt, a place that I will not be stepping foot in. I might stand outside of it. But what what if, like, drugs, you no. stepped in and you just were hit with crazy creativity because of all the creatives <laughs> that have, like, walked through those doors? And you know what? It, if it drove me to madness <laughs> or, you know, brought me to their same fate, there's literally no no chance in hell. But I do think the ghost story of it is cool and I could maybe see, like, doing... Okay, I could see a tour. I could see a tour in the daytime. Okay. It's a bright sunny day. There's no fog. There's no cloud coverage. Fair. Uh, yeah. Maybe. That's a great segue into more recent experience I've had with ghosts. And oh. I don't think I told you. I can't remember. But okay, go ahead and tell me this story you've been holding out on me. So, for those of you who don't know, I was at a bachelorette party in Denver. Shout out to Dana and Steven. And (laughs) while we were there, I was like, you know what? I've never been to the Stanley Hotel. Can we please go to the Stanley Hotel? And the ladies were very nice and entertained me. And so we did (laughs) a ghost tour of the Stanley Hotel. Oh, my God. At five o'clock, though. So it was still daylight out, like you were saying. So we did yeah. the thing. It was fun. Um, didn't see any ghosts, but I could definitely see how that place is haunted. Right. It makes sense. It clicks. However, the night before I left to go to fly back home, I stayed with a friend in Denver. And the way that house is set up is that the first level you walk in the front door and it's the Mm -hmm. living room or the great room and then behind that is the kitchen it's all very open if you were to walk through the great room and take a left there's a bathroom in front of you and then two bedrooms on either side of you okay however they use those bedrooms as like office extra space 
type deals. And their master bedroom is downstairs. Okay. I think it's like a walkout basement type situation. So, mm. right. It's not just... A... Anyway. So, when I was staying there, they, um, I slept on their pull-out couch in the great room. And, of course, my flight was at 6 a.m. So, I had to be up at 3 a.m. to get ready to go to the stupid flight. Oh, everyone's favorite. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but. I feel like, we're not getting in. I was up at 3 a.m. and I was taking a shower. And then when I finished, they have the sliding glass doors on the shower. Or I think it's. Anyway, I, I either slid or opened it. Anyway, I went to reach for a towel. And as I was pulling the towel back in the shower and closing the door, I saw something black move from the doorway and like fly into the corner of the ceiling and i freaked out for a second because i legitimately thought there was a bat in the bathroom oh my god i thought i saw a bat fly to the corner of the bathroom and i was like holy shit what's going on and then i was like in the shower thinking about it and i was like how the fuck would a bat get in the bathroom (laughs) the the front door is closed. The bathroom door is closed. <laughs> like, right. What is going on? Obviously, when I like dried off and opened the shower door again, there was nothing in the bathroom. I didn't see anything. Nothing. Right. So I kind of just like went on with my business. So I was packing up my suitcase again. I was changing. I was putting the couch back together. But the entire time I was doing all of that, I felt someone watching me from one of the spare bedrooms next to the bathroom. What? It was creepy. Like I got, I had chills to the point where like I wouldn't turn my back to that area. I was like, I'm gonna make sure that I always have an eye on that space so yeah. I know what's going on. Um, the room. There was no vent in the in the bathroom that the bat could have scurried through if there were a bat. No, I don't think okay. so. Okay, okay. I'm just trying to. I'm doing no, no, what no. you're. I'm playing your role. I'm doing devil, devil's advocate. My favorite pastime. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. So uh, the way, like, I didn't turn on all the lights, obviously, getting ready at 3 a.m. I just had a lamp on mm-hmm. uh, next to the couch. So that area was illuminated, but not enough for me to see into the rooms. You know what I mean? Yeah. So okay. it really felt like someone was just standing out of oh. the light watching me eerie and it was very spooky i don't really know how to describe it uh i mean i packed everything up left through the front door and i didn't feel anything and that was that you know hopped my uber and my god but it was very creepy Uh, and you were alone right nobody was like yeah i was alone This was like, uh, I feel like each time I come back, there's like a deeper story or like a more intense story. And this one is like a culmination, like American Horror. Hmm, there you go. Yes. <laughs> We've transitioned into American Horror Stories. <laughs> yeah. European Horror. Oh, very much that. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me. Oh my God. Again. It was such a pleasure. That's what we say. That I'm I'm trying some pleasure, mm. but 
I'm just doing like a soft like a pledge. Oh my god, such a pledge. <laughs> I just think of what is that pledge? The brand? The spray. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, this is such a pledge spray. <laughs> no, thank you for having me, bitch. Uh, if you like what you heard and want to hear more, please rate, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Please rest the servants and likes. <laughs> that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Share the podcast. I would really appreciate it. And if you have a paranormal experience you'd like me to read on the podcast, please email me at hauntedhometownspodcast at gmail.com. Can't get any simpler than that. Hurry. And or I'll even open up my DMs on Haunted Hometowns on social media for you to send me your stories that way if that's easier for you. But it could be anything from a pentagram scraped into your floorboards under the carpet of your house to your keys somehow disappearing even though you swore you just had them. Let me know. And Tyre, where can they find and listen to you? And um, On Spotify, Apple Music, and probably and all that other shit <laughs> uh, <laughs> under Tyre T-H-A-I-R then you can see where I'm playing shows and stuff by the time this comes out I don't I probably will have played Lollapalooza which is so cool oh my god yes I'm so excited ah okay um, and then yeah on Instagram and Twitter at Queer Pop yes Oh my god, yeah, this will probably, this will be the Friday after your Lollapalooza gig. So... Sheesh. Sheesh. <laughs> what am I going to wear? Am I going to cry? Should I wear a wig? <laughs> what wig should I wear? <laughs> what wig should I wear? Oh my god. Well, join me next week, because everyone loves a ghost story. The music is by Tyre, as he just said. Follow him on Instagram and Twitter and all their socials at Queer Pop Star and Spotify and Apple Music and wherever you get your music. Amazon Music? Woohoo! Probably. <laughs> at T H A I R. Uh, the artwork is Pepe Munoz. Follow him on Instagram at p.e.p.e.munoz, M U N O Z. Seriously, a fantastic artist, and I'm obsessed with him and everything that he does. And he's also Celine Dion's stylist, so I can't get over that. Either. Really? Yeah. He... You showed me a picture of him. He's kind of cute. He is, but he's got a boyfriend. Or a fiance. So do I. We can say whatever we want. You're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, he's talented as all get out, so... That was very, like, what, 70s of me? All get out? As all, he's talented as all get out, also. I think he's groovy and very rad, and I'm gonna take him to the prom. Oh, my God. I got my information from Wikipedia, of course. Donate to Wikipedia, because apparently they're poor, and we need their information. <laughs> also got my information from Art Curious Podcast, Venice Cafe, and Rossi Writes. Because they're poor. Maybe if you got up and fucking work. Seems like nobody <laughs> fucking wants to get up off their ass and nobody work. Nobody wants to work these days. 